Um, so, oh, cool. I should probably start that too. Uh, a robotic voice just told me that recording is in progress. So <laughs> I, I guess that means it I worked. I want to leave. Ignore it. Ignore it. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realize this was being recorded. Welcome. <laughs> no, but, but right. don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, All right, welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Today we get to discuss a style of hardcore music that was very short-lived. Very few bands did it at the time, and even fewer are doing it now today. Today we get to talk about music with my favorite scene grind band. Now, you either tuned in for this because you're hyped to hear this, or you're a fan of this show, and you have no clue what I'm talking about. If that's you, thanks for checking out some new music today. Sass grind, or scene grind, or whatever you're calling it, is really just flamboyant grind music that you can occasionally dance to. It's really fun music, just plain and simple. It's hard to explain. But today we're talking with the cyberpop hypergrind act known as Thought Crime. And I am absolutely jazzed about it. Nobody is writing sass grind on this level. So check this out, and I dare you not to have fun while you listen to it. So thanks so much for coming on the show today. Can you all please state your names and what instrument you play for Thought Crime? Let's go uh, first. Mara? Okay. Hi, uh, I'm Mara Bender. Um, I am the vocalist for Thought Crime. I've started doing a little bit of production and some electronics, but I mostly just uh, do vocals. Um, I do screaming and clean vocals balls and I write a lot of lyrics. Melody also writes a good chunk of the lyrics too. Um, and that's my role in thought crime. Um, I'm Melody. I do, uh, I've done mostly just writing and stuff uh, and some programming instruments here and there. Uh, on some future releases and some uh, in, when we start playing live, I'm going to be doing a little bit more like actual IRL guitar stuff. Um, but yeah, that's mostly what I do. I am Kez and I do a lot of the programming. Um, I write sort of a lot of the music with Melody as well. And I mix and master everything and edit the vocals and shit. And I'm Dot. I play the drums in Thought Crime. Drums are kind of a collaborative process with Melody. Uh, I have a lot of a backgrounds. Drums were the first instrument that I learned, and I played in some like techie grindcore emo violence, what have you bands. Always just got super interested into stuff like what bands uh, like the Dillinger Escape Plan and Car Bomb were doing. So uh, with Melody sending over some drum middies to me. I just kind of like crack knuckles and it's like, I can make these so much worse. And that's uh, me, my process as the thought prime drummer. 
<laughs> I'm very interested to learn more about your guys' process and the writing because I know some <laughs> of it's digital, some of it's you're now going to be playing guitar live. It's not all guitar. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I do like to start off the show usually by asking how you guys got your start. Um, could you recall your first introduction to punk rock music or if it wasn't punk rock, any underground music? Uh, like, how'd you first get introduced to this stuff? Um, when I was like 14 or something, I was like really into hip hop and like UK grime and all of that nonsense as it was just starting. And then one day my sister introduced me to a band called Pendulum, who at the time had like a hundred followers on Facebook and um, sort of discovering drum and bass kind of blew my mind. And then when I discovered stuff like Trivium and Atreyu and Avenged Sevenfold, I was like, oh, this is like drum and bass, but like guitars and heavy and also the singers sound angry. So that was kind of like how I got into more aggressive kind of like less well-known music. Mari, do you want to go? Uh, who, me? Uh, okay. Um, so I, when I was younger, I did this thing called uh, School of Rock. And that was kind of like my first um, exposure to like punk music. Uh, the first, we, we would do like performances that were um, themed around a band you would learn all their songs and then you would perform them and my first exposure was the Ramones back when I was like maybe 12 um and I like yeah from that point on I was like also the first time I learned like guitar and like vocals and did any performing thing ever and I was super duper scared with it uh I was not a a very confident kid but um that kind of changed really quickly uh and for a while i never really got into like heavy heavy music until i like, got to college um i was mostly into like i think like pop punk and emo stuff towards like the end of high school and i was really into like um snowing a lot i yes. kind of actually got into heavier stuff because of screamo uh, mostly because of bands like uh, Stacia and Circle Takes the Square. Um, when I was in like high school, I was mostly listening to like prog metal, I guess, at the time. Or like bands that were prog adjacent. I was listening to uh, Stephen Wilson and Porcupine Tree a lot. And I also was sort of into electronic music. So like Skrillex, I think Sunny Moore Skrillex was like probably one of my favorite um, musicians producers ever uh for like a solid year and a half and then I I was also so, like like just made fun of for the music that I listened to a lot so I would quietly just kind of listen to it to myself um yeah <laughs> I, I I was super into like um like I I was super into like just like I don't know either like stuff like Tool or I think one of my repeat, I would just listen to the same songs over and over again when I was, and that's like a thing that I still do. Um, there were some like pony, MLP, like pony uh, uh, fandom, like electronic things that I was listening to at the time too. Um, and then, but fast forwarding to like heavy stuff. Um, my first exposure to a lot of that was really like Fugazi, uh, Drive Like Yahoo. Um, I was really into like really old post-hardcore and I thought I was cooler than everybody because I was listening to Sunny Day Real Estate instead of like, um, uh, I don't know, like deathcore bands pretty much. And I think that that's super funny that now it's all I like, as far as like, it was like, I think around 2015 or 2016, I started getting into like the gent scene a lot because I'd been really into like pop punk and like although like Matthew doodly like post hardcore for a bit. Um, and then I like heard Converge for the first time ever in the Dillinger escape plan. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I like this. Cause I like like atonal, like uh, crazy rhythm stuff. 
Um, and then from that point on, I just got into like, I, I fell down the rabbit hole of mostly listening to mathcore for like a solid year. Um, I was listening to like Duck Duck Goose, a little bit of Heavy Heavy Lolo, but mostly the two Duck Duck Goose like things over and over and over again. I set my friends on fire. And it wasn't really until I started talking to Melody and like a couple other people that I got into like scene core bands, like uh, Attack Attack, uh, like, like, cause I, I was, I, I always figured when I was younger, I like would make fun of that stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna listen to it now and give it a shot. Um, I was also super duper into new metal. I think uh, that's like probably another thing when I was mostly into like Linkin Park when I was a kid too and Green Day, uh, but they're not new metal, they're pop punk, but uh i've just i've been all over the place pretty much and right and like i would say that probably my heavy like the heavier stuff sort of like this would probably be duck duck goose is like my it was like my big like okay i like heavy music now like this is it like stuff with like nasty mean breakdowns and like you're gonna like go to a show and then see somebody get like 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 kicked in the face or whatever like that's like that's when I, I got into like I think it was that band specifically I had a friend who would show me like Brian's stuff all the time so it sounds like you listen to pretty but, much like, everything there <laughs> I was mostly into like more yeah pretty much everything I listen to a lot it's, of stuff it's basically Melody's fault yeah right? oh, Melody's fault yeah pretty <laughs> much <laughs> oh but I, I love her so so it's like fine um I, I i need a little bit of a bad influence in my life sometimes anyway when it comes to that stuff and, and she's really great so um uh yeah what was i um yeah i i you're cutting out a lot i'm gonna stop talking there because i'm gonna like take like a million more yeah oh, am i really <laughs> it was cutting out a little bit at the end that's right oh, I'll, like i said i'll edit this it's cool um but yeah there's okay. so cool. many of you yeah. guys so We'll try to keep her going there. Melody, did you do your introduction? Um, uh, so uh, mine kind of, if we want to go really far back, it kind of goes back to my dad. And uh, he is into and had, uh, was when I was growing up. He has uh, always been a big fan of bands like The Replacements and Husker Du, R.E.M., uh, like that, like college rock, early indie kind of stuff. Uh, and he was also like taking an interest in like kind of the stuff that preceded that, which of course was like straightforward, like punk and hardcore. Uh, so uh, when I like started seeking out music independently, when I was like starting to like I'll be a preteen teenager, um there were just like rec like records by like the ramones and minor threat and black flag and stuff like that just around um and also like you know guitar hero 3 uh i got that when i was like well like 11 12 years old and that had uh anarchy in the uk and holly in cambodia so through most of my high school, I was very into the old school punk thing. Uh, when I, I like got to the into college, I kind of like lessened my sort of elitist tendencies and started opening my mind to more pop punk type stuff with Fall Out Boy, Green Day. Um, and I think that helped me uh, land uh, my first like real band with some people. This is a stick up. Uh, so we like played like punk, early punk and like pop punk influenced stuff. Uh, and I started getting into like the indie punk stuff that was popular in like 2015, 2016 around there, like uh, Fiddler and stuff like that. Um, and like in high school, I had like dabbled in grind just out of curiosity. I had listened to some stuff like Na uh, Napalm Death Scum and Magruder Grinds. Uh, and I liked it. It was uh, never as much of a major influence on me as the other stuff. But like come like 2017, 2018, something, there was like a shift 
left. And I think it had to do with like me seeing my first like live noise show that uh, I started really seeking out grinds and I got to, I landed on the inalienable dream list by discordance axis. And that album just blew my mind. I was like, I didn't know a grindcore band could do this. Uh, and that got me like really wanting to find more grind bands that like, uh, like kind of like did the false grind thing, like they call it, uh, that like do sort of unconventional chaotic stuff. And that of course led me to like white belt, like tower of Rome and, uh, sawtooth grin, uh, like duck, duck goose, like Mara was talking about and, uh, some friends of mine who were okay. also into that stuff also happened to like be into like I set my friends on fire and attack attack, uh, which is how I got into that, which is how I got Mara into it. Uh, I also like was like meeting some other people who did cyber grind through those friends, like uh, a friend of mine named James who does the project Blind Equation, uh, Corey from Zombie Shark, uh, L from Codex. Orzova and uh, they were all very influential in me wanting to start a cyber rain project. Uh, so that's kind of, it was just me and Kezi at first and we brought on Mara to do our vocals and we brought on Dot to kind of help refine our drumming. Uh, but that is just about the timeline of my musical journey uh this year i started getting really into like hyper pop and like speedcore edm and like hardcore techno stuff like that and so oh, i'm trying to kind of push I, I don't have a lot of digital production chops so it's more like me trying to like describe what i want and like letting mara and kezi try and make it happen but uh <laughs> That's where that the like cyber pop hyper grind thing started to originate. I, I love how you guys have all so far mentioned Attack Attack and I set my friends on fire because those are the two bands that got me into this the scene grind, white belt, sass, all that stuff, mm -hmm. whatever. I, those were my starters too. It was cool. It's just fun. I want to also say that Enter Shikari specifically was a big yes. point for me as well. Like Enter mm. Shikari, I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about them. That was like, because uh, sorry, uh, sorry you're not a winner is just a constant fight riff that just stays in my head on repeat, it's like all the time. Yeah, was gonna but... say I never properly got into them, but like that song and music video specifically are just like iconic, and yeah. no one can present me with an argument to that. Clap, clap, and, clap. And Dot, how did you get first introduced to punk rock or underground music? Yeah, uh, kind of like Melody, uh, I just kind of grew up and it was always there. Both my parents kind of uh, knew what was up in regards to music taste, leading to still one of my favorite stories that kind of just sums up everything about how I am as a person, which is me, I think like two and a half years old in some little just antique shop with my mom and some just short little old ladies. My mom had her back turned and turns back around to see me doing what at the time we called the butt dance while singing, give it to me, baby, uh-huh, uh-huh, from the Offsprings, uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. So at two and a half years old, I was already on like a really good track. And at that point it was just kind of like naturally taking in like the bad religion and system of a down, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Nine Inch Nails specifically was the one band where I was like 12, grabbed a CD, it was uh, year zero, I'm pretty sure, that very first track, Hyperpower. I think this was before or right around the time I had started to learn drums. And I know that was the first song where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to learn this one. I'm, I'm going to learn this song. I'm going to play this. And then I never got like as into industrial as much as like other genres, but that just kind of set the whole thing off. And with all the free time I had in a little Midwest rural small town, just going through like last fm like just message boards blog spots just digging it's all just like the weird obscure stuff i can and similarly like with being late to the game in regards to like attack attack and i set my friends on fire and all that i kind of just missed the boat because i remember having a very distinct fork where 
I recognized, oh, I'm at the point where oh, these bands like System of a Down and Disturbed are pretty cool, but I kind of like the bands who do like the harsh, screamy stuff. I think I can get into that now, whereas before I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. I, I don't know. I don't get it. And it was either uh, Chelsea Smile by Bring Me the Horizon or Milk Lizard by Dillinger Escape Plan. And I like both of those. And the route I went was getting the rest of the CD that Milk Lizard was the poppy single on. And the rest of the album was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, this is Mathcore. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep doing that. Sure. More of that. (laughs) And just continued down the rabbit hole until eventually I had to come back out and be like, wait, melodies and dancing and having fun is cool, actually. So that's about where I'm at right now. So let's get back to these questions. Speaking of having four people on the show, that's a new new record, I think, for NJAP. I think this is the biggest amount of people I've had interviewed at the same time. Uh, in the theme of the number four, you all just helped with a four-way split called Four Ways to Die. Uh, we're going to play that single off it later in the show here. Can some of you, one of you, tell me how this collab happened with all these other bands? All right. Melody uh, can definitely do that. Yeah, I... Uh... So uh, I mentioned Corey from I mentioned Corey from Zombie Shark earlier. Uh, he reached out to me and said, "Hey, I heard these three bands are looking for a fourth person to do a split with. Would you guys be interested?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, of course we'd be interested." So uh, he got us in contact. Uh, it turned out to be. Uh, Karama, P.S. You're Dead, and Queen Guillotines, uh, two of whom I had not heard of before, but uh, P.S. You're Dead, I was already a big fan of, so it was kind of exciting working with them, and then I checked out Karama and the Queen Guillotine, and they're both really cool bands. Um, So, uh, yeah, we just, we got all our tracks together, uh, we had been working on a couple of other splits that are still coming down the road. Um, but for this one, we have, we just so happened to like end up writing a whole new track and uh, we got that. Um, we ended up submitting that one to the split. Um, and yeah, we like, that was when we kind of started to test out the like hyper pop EDM influences a little more. Um, and that was actually the first one that Mara contributed some uh, production. So what's the meaning behind the band name? I, I'm pretty sure it's one of the funniest band names I've ever heard, to be honest. Ha 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 you got us, you got us in the, uh, you, you got us um oh it, it's uh it, hold it's, hold we got her back now okay Melody, just in time to answer the question about, <laughs> uh, where did we get the band name from um about the name so i i was playing rock band two in a bout of nostalgia one day and I was trying to come up with a name for my Rock Band 2 bands, and this stupid pun hits me. Uh, and I think it's the most clever thing ever. Uh, flash, forward to when, flash forward to when I'm trying to come up with a name for this with Kez, uh, where like, uh, that, that dumb little pun I came up with comes back into my mind, uh, thinking this was just going to be a silly little project. Uh, I was like, well, what about this? This work, th- would this work? And we were, uh, Kez was like, yeah. Um, so that's what we went with. Uh, um, yeah. When Melody first to- uh, told me the potential name, I laughed so hard that I had to ring up one of my friends and like, fam, we just started a band called Thought Crime. And he was like, I'm sorry, yeah. what? <laughs> and I thought I was so clever for coming up with that pun. Come to and find out. And you were right. Uh, Come to find out, Thought Crime was already the name of a Neckbeard Death Camp song. <laughs> and I had no idea when I came up with that, but they beat us to it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> there is only one Thought Crime in my heart, plain and simple. <laughs> well, that, that appreci- I appreciate that. Um, so where are yeah. you all from? 
we start with Mara? Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm from PA. I grew up outside of Philadelphia and then I went to school in Philadelphia and that's how I became acquainted with some cyber grind buddies out there. Corey from Zombie Shark, uh, mainly. And um, I am moving back to Philly in August. I'm very excited about that right now. I'm currently uh, not in Philly at the moment. I'm like right outside in Conshohocken. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kezi? Yeah. Um, I am from, so I was born in a little place uh, called Cheltenham in the, in the southwest Midlands of England. And we say that because we're not Brummies, we're southwest Midlands. Um, but now I live in and around the Lincolnshire area. So like right in the middle of the country where nothing happens and nobody is. Kind of like my hick town that I live in. Uh, Dot, where where are you from? Uh, I've pretty much just bounced around central Illinois. Right now I am in Urbana, also home of the uh, American football house and many other things, but that, that's the one that we get to keep. So that's cool. But uh, born and raised in McLean, a teensy little uh, cornfield town that was kind of just right center of the state around Bloomington and Peoria, which is where I got acquainted to going to like DIY shows, finding out about the scenes there, going to college over at Bradley in Peoria and eventually ended up out here, which is where I got to meet Melody. Cool. Melody? I yeah, I'm actually in the same general area as Dot. But I actually grew up in the like southern part of the state, like closer to St. Louis. Um, and yeah, but I've lived in Illinois like pretty much my whole life. Uh, but if people ask me where I'm from, I just kind of say St. Louis or the Metro East area because nobody knows where the tiny little town I grew up in is. So nobody really cares. I don't care. Uh, but I consider, nowadays, I consider Central Illinois to be my home. Very cool. What's a couple, or one, I guess, maybe, since we got for you? <laughs> Just a favorite bands from your area? Your favorite local band where you're at? Oh. Uh, who uh, wants to start? Vertigo Children, shout out, Melody? Yeah, I was going to say Vertigo Children. So, that yeah, that's me and Dot's answer both. Cool. Kezi? There are no bands from where I live. <laughs> like, legitimately none. You weren't like, kidding. There's nothing there, eh? The closest <laughs> place to me that had a band that anyone's heard of is Leicester, where Kasabian come from. And I'm not particularly a fan of them, so there's really not a lot going on where I live at all. <laughs> and Mara? There's a lot in Philly. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, I guess just the I top I, one, then yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta give it up to Corey, Zombie Shark. Um, and I second would probably say Vera from Gorp of Pap, uh, who's gonna be my roommate in August. Um, both of those two people are making incredibly like innovative, cool music in like both of their. With Pop is more of a like psychedelic electronica project. Obviously, Zombie Shark is fucking Zombie Shark. Um, I probably, I, I actually, I think if it wasn't for Zombie Shark, I probably wouldn't have gotten back into like heavy music the way that I do now, just because like, holy fuck, his live set is incredible, and it's one of the coolest things to see. Just like with his laptop and his chaos pad, and you just like Rah! into the fucking like. <laughs> into the fucking microphone it's so cool it's so good uh, Corey. Fuck it. yeah we love Corey. Corey also did the designs for like one of our shirts too um oh nice nice the evangelion one okay yeah oh it's so good wait oh um i i nobody's gonna be able to see it on this radio but i'll i'll link <laughs> we'll link it to you it's fucking sick awesome I'll, like I, I gotta say it uh, I'm not from Philly, but I feel like we would be remiss without mentioning Soul Glow and Kanashi both. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Both fantastic. Very, two very different, but equally amazing acts. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. 
So, Peter's like a homie. I love that dude. He like Peter from Kaunashi is like one of the nicest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. Nice, nice. Hopefully, uh, I'd like to chat with them someday. Uh, back to you guys though. Your debut full length album titled "On Your Computer." Where was that recorded, and and how? Because I know some is MIDI. Is are you guys? Yeah, break it down for me here. How was that recorded? Where was it recorded? It was recorded on your computer, Badum <laughs> Realistically speaking, though, um, it wasn't like the vocals were recorded in Mara's house, um, but all of like the instrumentals and shit, um, it's all just MIDI. Like, I think there aren't actually any live instruments at all on that record like all the guitars are um ample sound who make incredible guitar plugins running through amped roots which is a fantastic free amp sim the bass is ample running through guitar rig the drums are logic's built-in drum kit all the synths are like massive and built-in logic presets and well not presets synths um so yeah apart from mara's vocals it's all just literally like data um like i say mara's voice was recorded not by a computer because she's not a vocaloid yet (laughs) yeah it's weak and dream yeah one day i will become i will ascend to the digital plane and and be in the same league as hatsune miku as you are mara (laughs) yeah um, yeah as i said previously uh it was just me and uh, Kezia in the band originally and so uh, we just started out trading out uh, trading like mini files back and forth I or, the, originally I just sent her a like guitar midi just because it was easier than trying to like get a bunch of guitar takes and send that over to her uh, but she sent back uh, the midi running through her plugins and I was like that sounds good good enough to use in my opinion so we just did the whole thing that way uh and uh once we got mara on vocals she uh uh got raw and manic panic first and we were just kind of were so excited to have something done that we released them as soon as they were ready um and then we kind of buckled down uh, once we finished that third single, we just kind of buckled down, finished the rest of the album, got it out, asked a bunch of our friends to do guest vocals, and uh, the rest is history, I suppose. So I, I saw you guys mentioned that uh, there was going to be a second run of cassettes for that album. Is there any, any idea where and when I can grab these? Um, so they'll... Uh, so the original run was through Laura's Girls, which is a uh, DIY, mostly noise, but they occasionally venture into other forms of chaotic, noisy music and sound art. Um, uh, and that's just like three girls just like making tapes in their house. Uh, nice. So they did like a little small run for us that uh, ended up selling out way quicker than any of us anticipated. And uh, are they doing the second run? They will be, yes. Nice. Um, they any idea are. When? We don't have a, like a clear date just yet, but okay. when once they're like, I think they're they usually do things in batches, um, and I think they might be doing it. Uh, in one of the next couple of batches they're working on and there might it might be uh like kind of bundled with the remix album we did as like a two for one so that's exciting that's exciting Okay, so <laughs> with with uh, with Sasquatch, there's a, there's a aesthetic, a fashion heavily associated with it, from the merchandise that the bands produce to the the way you know the bands dress. Um, I guess my question is like, are people ever rude to you based solely on your appearances or your fashion choices? 
Cause I, I remember being younger. I was 19 and I was wearing like skin tight girl jeans. I straightened my swipe. I had spacers, the lip ring, bright, like neon t-shirts. Of course I had the white belt. It obviously had the key clip hanging off. I'm wearing my white belt right now. Nice. (laughs) So are people still uh, a little closed minded towards the fashion sense that's involved with, with scene grind? I don't really know because I dress like a massive fucking goth. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's all like black metal t-shirts and like hot pants with black leggings and platform boots and stuff. And like, a f- even up to a few years ago, I would get people stopping me in the streets telling me that I look like a weirdo. But over the last couple of years, and especially like with pandemic and like everybody being away from me, I haven't had as much of that, which is always nice. Like, I think, like, the idiots are kind of the ones that tend to stay away now, and I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. it's it's calmed down. I, I remember people shouting homophobic shit at me, and I've been jumped. Like, literally, people have fought oh. me because I was wearing, you know, girl jeans or a, a bright pink t-shirt. Yeah, tough guys, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah that definitely... Uh that kind of fashion that kind of can get you attention and result in stares even now. And I think that definitely like intersects with the way people, you know, perceive and act towards trans people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can be uh, kind of a, kind of a double whammy there, but I I have this way of thinking that's like, well, if you're, if people are going to see me as a freak either way, then I might as well just do whatever the hell want <laughs> absolutely i never minded the stairs I, I don't care you want to look go ahead you're gonna come at yeah. me with weird comments or try to fight me that's that's a bit much so i'd like I... to take a quick moment to say to everybody oh. listening just seriously dress however the fuck you want and if anyone gives you shit about the way you dress just remember it's a projection of their own insecurities and don't let it bum you out yeah absolutely thought crime says cringe culture's bait cringe culture's grave is a gender neutral bathroom <laughs>
color of skin Pinkish red like the color of skin Pinkish red like the color of skin You mentioned cringe. I got to ask you guys, uh, we'll try to do one at a time. What is the most embarrassing music you listen to or the cringiest thing you listen to in your free time? Wait, you cut out. Start, what was the we'll question Start with you, again? Mara. What, what's, what's the most what shameful or cringy music you listen to? You don't have to necessarily be ashamed of it, but what would somebody make fun of you for enjoying? Like, what's the poppiest, cheesiest? I don't know. You know what I I think, honestly, I don't really listen. I kind of... I... I kind of just listen to like what I like and I don't really care anymore like what people think about my music taste. Um, I think probably I don't listen to them anymore but like when I was, was listening to Tool when I was in like middle school or whatever <laughs> that's definitely something that's like shameful I would say. <laughs> I um, certainly because I was a little I was a little I was a little uh like reddit atheist back in like sixth grade or whatever um but now i really i just listen to whatever i want like i am i i listen to the same five things over and over again maybe i might somehow you listen to the scott pilgrim soundtrack that's kind of cringe and i'm like well hey like that growth of it and then like on top of it too there's like all these great songs from like a bunch of cute little indie bands or whatever like fuck off but um I can't really imagine anybody making fun of anything that I listen to because I don't really share a lot of it with people either. Maybe 100 Gex is something that people would get mad at me about, but like also fuck them because 100 Gex is literally like one of the best bands of like the past five years, I would say, doing some really cool shit. Uh, it's I like don't... super innovative or whatever. I'm, like, not a, I'm not a huge fan, but to each their own. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As Broken Side once said, but the kids like it. <laughs> oh. What's the cringiest stuff you're listening to besides Broken Side? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they never really clicked for the me. You know, I've already gone on the record with the reference. So, you know, I already made my own bed there. But uh, I think yes, recently, did. yeah, I'm in a similar, you know, boat as Mara where like I've just rejected cringe as a philosophy. So I'm like, I don't know. I just like stuff, even if it's dorky, but it's, I've been just fully re-embracing like the teenager before I even got into the harsh vocals. And I'm like, I like it when they still sing. And I've been uh, trying to get some ideas together for a little cover tape for my goofy little punk project. And I keep going back to like, I really just want to do like a disturbed cover. I still feel like, <laughs> like butt rock and butt metal has like, you take out some of the misogyny, there's like a redemption arc in there and it deserves it. It's going to be a long road, but like <laughs> it deserves it. If that answers your question in any way. It's a terrible answer, but yeah, no, that's great. That's great. You're it's a good welcome. answer. It's a good answer. That's why it's terrible. That's awesome. Happy okay. to help. It's what I strive for. <laughs> and Kezi, what, what would you consider the most cringy or shameful stuff you listen to? Today I learned it's shameful to listen to Tool and they're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn that just now? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Tool gets made but... fun of a lot. They're easy to pick on. But yeah, like, they really my, are because Maynard's a fucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Like, um, my little brother makes my little brother thinks that it's cringy that I listen to Twenty One Pilots. I would agree. Uh, a lot of my <laughs> friends, like up north, that are all in like <laughs> doom and blackened death bands, think that it's cringy that I listen to K-pop. And I'm just like, I'm having fun. Except I do enjoy Combi Christ's first six albums unapologetically. They're horrible. They're badly made. <laughs> the lyrics are woeful. The music is just atrocious. But like 
you know, young me who first discovered agrotech is like, I like it when the drum goes. It's a great answer. Please don't let anybody in a doom band judge what you listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it's also cringy to listen to doom. I'm going to say it. All music is bad and all music is cringe. There, we got it. We did it. We did all, it. Music, <laughs> all music is subjective as well. Who have, yeah, I, exactly. who have I not gotten um, yet? Melody Gun for me. Melody. Yeah. Melody. yeah. What, uh, so I already established that uh, when, when it comes to grindcore, the kinds of grindcore I like the most is the kind that makes purists scoff and thumb their noses. Uh, you know, like the, the whole chaotic hardcore sass grinds, team grinds thing. Then uh, also, I just, and I don't even, I, I don't even feel that this is cringe. I just feel like this is the correct opinion to have. I fucking love Carly Rae Jepsen. I do too. I just got Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen on vinyl not that long ago. And it is one of my favorite records to spin. It just puts a, when I hear that uh, little like synth thing at the beginning of Run Away With Me, it just puts a big grin on my face. I can't say I know I'm going to say it now. And I've been saying it since, since 2017, 2016. Carly Rae Jepsen is going to take over the fucking world someday and Call Me Maybe was just a step in the right direction. And Carly, if you are listening, if you are for some reason listening to a podcast about screamo music, uh, if you want to do guest vocals on a thought franchise, please hit us up. Carly, please, 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 please. please. I've, I've been a fan of yours for so long. When I Needed You is like one of my favorite, like gonna sit in my room and cry for five hours, like on repeat songs. Please, please, Miss Jepson, please. Yeah, I Thank love you. I love pop music, uh, yeah. well, some pop music, mostly hyper pop, but you know, I've been, I got big into Rina Sawayama recently too, and Charlie XDX is, oh, like, uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my cringe core. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome answers. I'm so glad I was muted because the thought of Carly Rae Jepsen listening to Not Just a Phase made me laugh so hard. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Manifesting. We are manifesting. <laughs> so I'm honored to be debuting new material for the second time in Not Just a Phase history. The song's a little poppier than some of your previous work. Is the new material going to be on a poppier, more dance-influenced direction like this new track coming? I mean, the um, thing is, oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say, like, the thing is, um, we've always been intending to have like more electronic elements and more sort of like accessible parts. And like, mm-hmm. I think if you listen to on your computer, there are bits that like the guitar work is kind of atonal and messy. But with the vocals in there as well, it gets stuck in your head. It's like a hook without a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've always intended to move in sort of a more electronic direction and have more influences from outside the scene in there because we all listen to everything and making one genre of music is fucking boring. So it's kind of, we've always intended to. It's just on the first album, we were still sort of getting our feet. So it was maybe we weren't as sort of well versed in including these elements but stuff coming up in the future we've got all kinds of electronic and pop and hip-hop elements all over the shop so yeah in terms of like whether our new stuff is gonna like totally go in a like pop influence direction i would say like yes and no uh because we got this one we have two splits coming up and one of them is it's like we've got this pop influence track and like more synthy stuff and all that and then on the other one we are just going full complete chaotic spastic grind nonsense so i think there is plenty of room for both styles and we're just going to continue refining and seeing what works yeah 
I love kind of creating that true thought crime sound. Hi, this is Mara Bender from Thought Crime, and you're listening to High on Data, and it's off our new split with Headcore called At War With My Own Body. I could choose between my needs if I know what they were. I don't know what I want half the time. It's modeled inside my stomach. Turns Welcome back. So shows are coming back now too. Who are you, who are you all excited to be playing with again now that shows are coming back? Um, I can go first. Yeah. Um, so uh, the band Sissy XO from Vancouver, uh, we're friends with their vocalist Lita and it, it has been talking to us like since we started talking about doing a tour together. So um, I think Hopefully, if all goes according to plan, one of the first like bigger tours we embark on will be with uh, it and its uh, other member of that band's um, Mara. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, I could list off like 50 bands uh, that I want to do stuff with, but um, definitely I, five is preferred. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm going to say, if I'm going to list them off of the top, on my head so it's going to be the other three members of the big four of Cybergrind, uh zombie shark blind equation and codex rosova uh absolutely diana starshine and then my roommate and friend vera who is gorpo pap uh would love to do a show with her um i like mixed build shows i don't really like stuff with all the same sounds on it anyway so i think that that would be a neat like group of, of musicians that I would want to do stuff with, you know? Kezi, Dot? Um, I don't like really know many sort of bands of like our genre or like size that I really enjoy listening to in the UK. Mm-hmm. But like if Remy from the algorithm is for some reason listening to this <laughs> and you need a technician or like someone to do a DJ set to open for you. All I'm saying is that my prices are very reasonable. 
<laughs> I love how much you, how, how many people you think listen to this. It's really, it's awesome. Thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> Dot, and who we got? Yeah, I know. Uh, it seems like Melody and Mark kind of covered it. All our uh, big money cyber grind buddies, but mm-hmm. we're talking like ideal shows. Uh, Thought crime opening for the Callous Cowboys and Carly Rae Jepsen would be cool. Please hit us up. We're <laughs> yeah. love to play with you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love you. Obviously. One of those might be more realistic than the other, but definitely the Calloused Outboys would be an amazing group to play with. And oh, for sure. they've been talking to us recently. They're super nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so. Also, they have a good sense of humor about them. And I, and I like that. I like that in a band. See, but you just got to get the good buddy show. Get like Callous Cowboys, Thought Crime, uh, Nico Daruma, Void Dweller. I think that'd oh, be, yeah. that'd be, that'd be, that'd be the fire move. So that I got, would be awesome. I got maybe two, three more questions here. This one always stumbles people. If you could pick one band, and I'm serious, one band to do a reunion show, who would it be and why? Just one. I would pick Pendulum, oh but they kind of already did that, so I don't really have like all the best bands are still going. It's <laughs> a good answer. Five years ago, five years ago, I would have said uh, the Fall of Troy, or no, t- that was seven years ago. Seven years ago, I would have said the Fall of Troy, and they did that five years ago. Five years ago, I would have said Duck Duck Goose. They were about to do that right before the pandemic. Um. So now I guess <laughs> this is gonna be weird. Um, so if Code Orange could like strip away everything else and then just be Code Orange kids again, uh, that would be really cool. I love that first Code Orange kids record uh, so fucking much. I would say it's one of the first like uh, like heavy things that I like listened to outside of Screamo in like 20 like 2014 2015 and like flower mouth goes so hard i just want to see like reba and jamie going like fucking ham i'm doing like all the crazy shit that they do in the music video like with my hands anyway yeah that's my choice i'm gonna let i'm gonna let fernando come in here because he's a big code orange fan i preferred them when they were kids i I preferred them when they were kids no no i don't think yeah I like both. Yeah. I really like both. I, I didn't like I Am King that much. I thought that that had like maybe two good tracks on it, the title track and uh, My World. Um, Forever, I think, is where they found their footing. I really love that record a lot. Wasn't super big on on uh, underneath that much. I feel like that was, it feels weird. It feels like they're really trying to lean hard into like, like, the butt rocky side of new metal Agreed. and i don't like it very much i don't like it very much fernando <laughs> could talk about cord orange all day i'm sure look at this so <clears throat> I, I, I love that them. Them. i love yeah <laughs> i think shade is cool shade is probably like one of my favorite members of a band existing in a band just because shade like is so cyber and like the only truly like cyber part of that band the noise person who does uh who also used to play guitar and have green and per- like blue hair i fucking love shade so cool shout out shade keep doing what you're doing forever um i'm i'm gonna cut myself off right there uh because <laughs> i'm going too long sorry everybody that's else totally, can go now that's totally fine so, who have i not gotten here um for me um so I happen to work at Polyvinyl Record Company. And once upon a time, we had a little band on our roster called XBXRX. Um, and um, preach, preach. And I like, I'm just in accounting. I don't have a whole lot of say in like what the label does or releases or anything like that. Like if we could somehow get an XBXR re- XBXRX reunion and like some vinyl reissues, like please, 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 pretty please, that would be awesome. Yeah, they kind of came up. I was trying to think of bands like. Like, what show do I really want to go to that 
well, like Nine Inch Nails is still doing stuff, but like they had those one shows, the Lights in the Sky tour with like the really, really cool light display. But like, I'm not going to make a light display my answer for the what band do I want, want a reunion show. But there's also the Trent Reznor fangirl part of my brain that's like, but I don't want anything else more besides this. But pushing all that aside, I think I'd have to go with a Chicago noise rock band coughs because I've managed to see some live footage of them. And it's just everything I've wanted to be in like the middle of a basement of screaming like saxophone, two members playing like junk metal drum percussion, just like all just the gross scuzzy parts of noise rock that have always made me fall in love with it. Like if, if they could do an, like one more show up in Chicago, I, I, that, that'd be fine. That'd be cool. Please. Pretty please. That sounds wild. <laughs> Did I miss anyone there? Nope. No, no, no. Nope. Everyone answered. Okay, cool. Sorry. Like I said, this four, it's, it's crazy. This is new. Uh, it's a new record for us here. Uh, what do I have? I think, I think we're just doing the last one. Cool. <sighs> All right. So, uh, you know, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's been real. And as always, you know, thanks to everyone who's listening. Thanks so much for supporting these bands and thanks for supporting not just a phase. Uh, any final words, shout outs, plugs, causes, anything you want to say about anything at all, the mic is yours and then we'll play an outro track. Um. Uh, there are a lot of bills being passed right now that are like uh basically trying to take away the health care and rights to trans kids and their access to safe health care so call your fucking congressperson and do something about that uh it's really bad uh it's it 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 i there was like a whole bunch of news stories that were popping up that like have since just stopped popping up but i know that there are plenty of bills that are still going around in every state so, like, call your congressperson, figure out what bills are being passed, because there's a shit ton of them going on, and, and just help with that. That would be, because, like, trans kids, we need to protect them. We need to make sure that they're able to, like, exist freely in the world. Um, it's super fucking important. Uh, that's what I'm going to say, probably. Yeah. Amen. 100% agree to what Mara said. Um, I just want to like shout out all our friends. Like we've talked about, like everybody in the big money cyber grind, seeing Nick and Elle who run that label, Corey, James, uh, Lita, uh, you know, Corbett Canine, Tim and Hegrew, all these like really awesome Boy Dweller. Yeah, Boyd's Weller, all these really awesome groups and solo projects that have supported our music, uh, that have like created this scene that we can get to where we're at right now. Uh, just thank you to all of our friends. We love you. Um, yeah, that's what I got. They kind of summed up a lot of what I have to say. Anyone out there is thinking I should make art, but like, I don't know, I'm not good enough or I'm not skilled enough or I see all these people who are like better at it than me. J just go and make something really bad and really shitty and really sloppy and you can do that. That's allowed. And sometimes you need that just to make something. So just go out there and make a fucking mess. Don't be perfect about it and just, just do shit for you and the homies that you love. Nice. It's nice. I want to shout out Long James because he asked me to for supplying me memes, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I want to shout out Nick White Long from... Uh, it's a long story. I, I know that name, but not because it's your friend Long James. There's somebody in a TV show I watched with the name Long James. I can't remember who <laughs> or what that's from, but it's crawling out from the very back of my mind. I'm sorry. Love so it. sorry. Uh, I want to shout out Nick White from Primordial Swarm because, like, when I first got into like making weird electronic extreme guitar music mashups, he was like the only person that I met that sort of a hundred percent understood that. Um, uh, causes fuck Boris Johnson. I would like to see him shot. 
And my final word is shit biscuit. <laughs> who, who, um, who do you want to see um, shot and why? Sorry, the Prime who, Minister of the United Kingdom, because he oh, okay. is a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Fuck okay. Turf Island. Uh, absolutely. Um, Stop the hoopla. Also, uh, <laughs> shout out, um, uh, just shout out music. Uh, I love music. I know I said that all music is bad earlier, but like, shout out music. Music is cool and also based and not cringe. It's my last words. <laughs> That's beautiful. Music is and cool. Also, music is all subjective oh, as well. And also Hidekiano too. Shout out Hidekiano and Studio Kara. I can't wait for 3.0 plus 1.0 to be in the US at some point. Please soon now. Thank you. And thank you, Thought Crime, for coming on Not Just a Phase. It was an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we can have you on at some point in the future when you're putting out new material and we can talk about all that good stuff and we'll play you a nice little outro track. And again, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you.